What's up, everyone? This is Jay, a.k.a. Brother Soap, welcoming you to the 49th episode of the British Soap Podcast. I am here with my homegirls, the Shirley and Linda, to my Mick Carter, Miss Heather, Miss Lynn. What's up, y'all? Doing pretty good. How are you? Doing good. I was going to say I was going to be better if I heard my wife, too. <laughs> and people may be like, wife, yes. I am married to the shooter of Keanu Taylor, yes. <laughs> how you gonna hurt? How you going to hurt him like that, Heather? How are you going to do him like that, girl? Because I didn't like him. <laughs> oh! <laughs> he had to go. He was just trying to make sure that Sharon got the love she deserved, girl. (laughs) You're still not moved? No, I didn't like him. Sorry, I'm not moved. (laughs) Oh, dear. We all have our our character. We all have our character. Yes, we do. (laughs) So, those of you listening may be like, who is Heather? Well, Heather is a new addition to the show. Uh, you guys may know her from the Twitteration. Uh, remind us, what is your Twitter handle on Twitter, Heather? I am hlin310. hlin310, all right. So, for uh, just to kind of welcome you to the show... I'll start kind of where I start with most people that are new uh, chatting with us. Give me a quick history of how you ended up watching uh, the British soaps. Um, I know we discussed this offline, but I wanted to make sure everybody know. Tell us how you started up with your stories and kind of what you're watching. Which of the British soaps you're watching now? Well, I'm currently watching Emmerdale, EastEnders, and Hollyoaks. Thank Um, you. The first one that I started watching was Hollyoaks. I had an on-again, off-again, love-hate relationship with it. I would watch it, then I would stop watching it, then I would watch it, then I'd stop watching it. And I had stopped watching it for a long time. And then my friend on Twitter, Tony Ann, kept telling me that it was getting good and getting good and I needed to start watching it again. And then she sent me, she at me, with an article that my fave, John Paul, was coming back. So I said, yes, I have to start watching this show again. Okay. Um, Heather, pause before you go forward. So how did you even hear about Hollyoaks the Soap? Um, it was weird because I was just one night bored and I couldn't sleep. So I was just watching random videos. Like, you know, those like couple montage videos that people make on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just watching random couple montage videos. I think at the time it was like Jason and Sam videos from General Hospital I was watching. And then this um, couple from Hollyoak showed up and it was like, um, I think it was oh it was darren and nancy it was like a montage video of darren and nancy and i was like who are they and then one video went to another video and you fell in love with darren yeah, that's cool. You know, so Lindsay and I both started watching Hollyoaks on BBC America because when the network came to uh, where I live in Texas, uh, that was one of the shows that was on it at launch. So I think you're the first person that we've had on the show that got their start by checking it out on YouTube. That's cool. Or, or through those montage videos. I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah. 
how did you go from Hollyoaks to the other soaps? Well, um, Emmerdale, I had no idea what it was, and I was because I've always been a U.S. soap fan for like my entire life, and yep. I was like really just you know annoyed with the state of all of them. It was mm-hmm. a few years ago, and they were all just not in a good state. And yes. I was listening to the Daytime Confidential podcast, which I think I told you this story already. Mm-hmm. And um, Jamie Giddens was on there, and he was talking about how. The same thing I just said, flipping through YouTube, watching. He came across a bunch of Rob Ron videos. And I was listening listening to Jamie talk about them. And I was like, wait a minute. And I'm like, he's talking about, you know, a a couple on a soap that are two guys. And they're not all saintly and smiling all the time and hugging. And, like, they actually have real drama. Like, I have to check this out. So I checked out, like, Rob Ron clips, and I got all the way to that really big car crash that they had. Yes. Yes. That was an interesting place to kind of intro, because that car scene was one of the biggest moments of the show. So, um, yeah. I just think it's interesting how those of us that are American find our, that are Americans, find our way into the world of uh, British soaps, but once it once they get you, man, you definitely notice the difference in quality between yep. the soaps. depending on who's producing them. True, <laughs> very true. Just the budgetary <laughs> difference alone, right? Like I think it's cool that they even build their sets. Like you know, th- th- like Emmerdale is a a village that they built, right? They have the studio, but they actually have a built outside for th- that area. Like that's awesome. Like yeah, you have stuff. They don't do that anymore. It's crazy, you know. Okay, ladies. So y'all know the drill. I'm gonna start with my questions for you. Uh, let's talk EastEnders first. So we had a big exit on EastEnders. It was Keanu's exit. Um, just give me your hot takes. We'll start with you, uh, Heather, since you're our newbie. What is your thought on the? Hexit is what I'm calling it. <laughs> um, well, like I already told you guys, I don't like Keanu. Uh, he was never a character that interests me. I thought he was just dull, good looking, but dull, bland, nothing all that exciting about him. But I will say that during his exit scenes, I really liked his scenes in the airport with his mother. I thought it was really nice. I thought both actors did really well in the things that he said to his mother about how she, you know, was the best mother and none of it was her fault. And, you know, I really liked that part. But other than that, I didn't care that he was leaving. I was just like, get on the plane, bye. Yeah, I was (laughs) surprised he popped back up. I didn't expect that. Since, you know, he, you know, kind of was told by Martin and Linda, get the step and don't talk to nobody. Yeah. I thought that that was the end of him. So I was kind of surprised to see him pop back up. And I thought it was definitely an interesting uh, decision. And I think ultimately a wise one for EastEnders to have him and Kieran have that uh, exit scene like that. So, yeah, I feel you on that. What did you think, Miss Lance? I thought it was okay. Um... The actual exit was, you know, pretty good. Um, but I kind of like the uh, the Christmas exit better. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but we, we we talked about that last time. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, 
but yeah, overall, I think it was, you know, a pretty okay exit, getting, uh, Karen getting the closer she needed and everything. I, I, I think that was pretty good. So, yeah, I think it's, it was, it was okay. <laughs> yeah, I was glad that they added that little tag. Like, it was just something nice at the end. Because I didn't know that was coming, the airport scene with Keanu and his mom. So I really didn't understand why Martin was doing that whole thing where he was, you know, I know he was feeling guilty that he was gone and Karen was wilding out because she thought that her son was dead. But I didn't understand, you know, why he'd tell her. But then he'd t tell her that her son was alive but like no details on what happened like i thought that was stupid so i was you know raging in my mind about it until <laughs> the end where he actually let karen see her son i thought okay good that's that's better because otherwise it just kind of seemed annoying <laughs> to me so yeah i don't know i just feel like the closure of the story was kind of weak like the fire that some of us were seeing were between Sharon and Keanu. In the past year, we really didn't get a lot of Sharon and Keanu's story. We got more Sharon and Keanu being separate. And I think that was a that was an odd decision. Um, yeah, I didn't really understand why they didn't play those two together more because it seemed like that's where the you know chemistry and interest lied but you know I don't know what they were thinking with that decision yeah it was it was it was something <laughs> <laughs> all right so Emmerdale gave us an exit too we got oh. the exit of Graham Lynn I'm gonna get you to start us off on this one Give me your top line impression, a copy of MSNBC, your top line impression of how Emmerdale handled the week and exit of Graham. I think you deserved better. Um, <laughs> near the end of his run, I began to like him because he made Rona a nice, likable character. Mm -hmm. And... Those two together were probably the most adorable thing I've seen on Emmerdale since Kane and Moira before their impending doom breakup. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I have to say, uh, bringing in Pierce to do the job kind of pissed me off because I really wanted Marlon to do it. Or Charity and Ryan. I was okay with any of those three people doing it. I could have cared less if Al did it. I could have cared less if uh, Tate family did it. And I don't even know why Jay was involved. But we'll just leave that alone. <laughs> but I was just like, if a Dingle did it, particularly Marlon, because of his downward viral the past, like, month, month and a half that, you know, Rona and Graham had been flaunting themselves in front of everybody. I would have killed to see that because, you know, it would have awesome. But they bring in Rona's fucking racist husband or rapist husband. Okay, so, yeah, so 
Heather, let me get your take on the <laughs> the Groundhog's Day uh, week for Graham. What did you think about how Emmerdale handled his exit? Um, I, I'm going to be honest. I just don't like it. They made a big deal about it. They had articles posted all over the place. This suspect, that suspect. And they did all this for it to be Pierce. What, what, yeah, like I said, what like, really irritated me, because I really wanted to see Marlon do it. <laughs> well, I disagree with that. Like, I, I think that's totally out of Marlon's character. That would have been stupid, too. Of course too. it's out of Marlon's character. That's but, why I wanted him to do it. <laughs> but it's, it's just a waste of time. Like, we're done with Pierce. They had their dumb storyline, the, the abuse. He's in jail. He's off the show. It's over. We don't need to bring him back. He was trash before. He's trash now. And, and what? So now they've brought this character that nobody can stand back to take the place of a guy that we actually enjoyed on the show. Like, and why are we doing a murder mystery anyway? It's Graham. Like, a murder mystery surrounding Pierce would have been better because everybody yes. hates Pierce, right? But all this yes. Graham stuff is people like manufactured. People like Graham. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like they did a murder mystery on like, I don't know. I was going to say who killed Edna, but everybody don't remember Edna. Like, <laughs> who's somebody that we all, like a Patty. Like, this would be like a murder who mystery about who Patty? killed Patty. Oh my God, what the fuck? Like, nobody would care. If it was Kim, people would care, right? Oh, yeah. But it just seems like such a waste of time to do a whodunit, and then they answer whodunit the same goddamn week. What are you doing? <laughs> my my brain was just like, you could have just did this on the 2nd of February and made it work better, because my brain about melted by the fifth time. <laughs> yeah, it, I just... No, <laughs> I don't, I don't, this was, this was not a good idea. <laughs> no, it really wasn't not at all. all. I seriously, after the first time went through when you thought that Al did it, I'm like, oh, Al killed Graham. Then it started again. My brain was like, I just watched this one. Why am I watching it again? And then it just kept going. And I'm like, oh my God, there's more. You just know they're going to do something stupid like arrest Marlon or something. Yep, and I will be fast-forwarding right past it. Because that's, yeah, that's the thing. Like it well, doesn't matter if it's a U.S. soap or a U.K. soap. If the storyline involves the wrong person being arrested for a crime that we already know someone else did... To me, all the tension of the story is gone. I don't want to see anything having to do with that story until the culprit is revealed and you can see that person getting justice and everybody reacting to who did it. Because otherwise, it's everything like, in the middle is just a waste of time. Too, Say again, boo? I said, truth be told, Andrea was there too. Andrea found her later, or found him later. But like, so. who cares? Now, because they've revealed today who the murderer is, like... Well, we they revealed we, it yesterday. We all know. So the tension is gone. So all the buildup for who did it, no, like nobody cares. We know who did it. Okay. So now you're going to give us, what, three or four weeks of stories where people act confused about who did it until you reveal that it was pierced to everybody? Like, it's a waste. What are you doing? <laughs> like, no. No, 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 no. Well, well Marlon, Marlon saw him, so unless, you know, 
chopped and chopped up, saying, oh, hey, I saw who did it. It probably won't last as long. We'll see soon. Yes. So if you guys have any questions about anything related to the British soaps or we don't cover something today you would have liked us to talk about, head over to BritishSoapPodcast.tumblr.com to shoot us an ask or hit us up on the Twitterations at UK Soap Podcast. We are going to switch things back over to East Enders and Miss Heather, we're gonna have you start us off. Uh, tell us one of the things East Enders did to make you say, "What in the hell?" Sonia, oh, I don't even know where to start. Um, between she's just like it's clear as day that Martin's just not that into her. She's making an idiot out of herself, stealing money from her grandma. All for Martin. Like, I thought Sonia was supposed to be a smart woman. When you're in love, you do stupid ass shit. <laughs> I, I guess. You know, I haven't been a fan of Sonia's character since the breakup between her and Tina. Like, I feel yep. like Sonia and Tina together, they were at their best. But I feel like she's been floundering in story uh, ever since that time has passed. Both of them have. Let's be fair. Just now, every time I see Sonia on the screen, I'm just like, oh. Well, yeah, because she's always holier than thou, always acting yes. above everyone else. She was so in her own head about her daughter going to school, she didn't even realize how much daughter, how much pain her child was in. I mean, it's a mess. And then for her to be doing that, you know, stuff where she's trying to steal from Dot, like... I don't understand why they're doing this to Sonia, but you're right. It's not a good look at all. No, it's it's absolutely horrible. It's one of the few, like, because East Enders has been really good, but this, everything involving Sonia is really a complaint. Is like, if I really had to complain about something, it would be this. 100% agree. 100%. Did you have any other what the hell's for East Enders? When is Louise leaving? Yeah, because I, I, I've had about enough of her, too. Because she was, like, well, the reason why I'm saying Louise is because she was, like, in on everything with Keanu. She was, you know, involved front and center, and now she's, like, crying, and she's saying she can't sleep, and she feels guilty, and it's like, but you, like, uh, orchestrated a good part of it, and now you're, like, crying? I think we're supposed to feel for her for you know getting her baby daddy killed but i mean we all know that didn't happen so nobody cares (laughs) like for real (laughs) maybe that's what my problem is maybe it's because i know keanu's not dead so that's why i'm like just shut up please (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) and i agree with that sentiment like it's like okay whatever you got your revenge like i feel like this when it comes to characters on soaps if you decide you're going to be a bad bitch and you make some boss bitch moves, don't be crying about it later. Look, you made the decision. You put the big girl panties on wham. <laughs> don't cry Exactly. They flat out said, you got yourself involved. You are technically a Mitchell now, like a proper one. They even said that. And she just stomps away like a petulant child. I'm just like, dude. Yes, that's no, the petulant child. That's not that's- for me. All right, Miss Lenz, hit us up. Give us your first what the hell from the East Enders. I really, 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 really hate 
Um, Whitney stalker dude. I want him gone. I don't know how long he's going to sit here and ruin Whitney as a human being. What really got me was him telling Dottie, hey, I want you to put your hair up. You look really good with your hair up. And then he just starts making out like her, like she's fucking Whitney. No, thank you. He can go. He is yeah. into his father. Because I'm pretty sure Dottie is not of age. Or is she? Barely. I don't know, but she's not much older than uh, uh, Bex is, if she is older. But, yeah, no, I don't like him. Yeah, that's a good choice. He's really creepy, and I do not like him, and he's ruining the Slater's lives, and it's not cool. (laughs) Yeah, I need him and, uh, oh, God, Gray to take a long walk up here. Fuck Gray. Oh, I hate him too. It's even more (laughs) annoying that the show has got the two in story together. It's like trash and trash. (laughs) And it's just not interesting. It's not. And my other You got the domestic abuser counseling the stalker on how to treat women. Like, get the fuck out of here. I actually I actually tweeted a comment about that. I was like, Gray, the woman beater, is really talking about how women should be treated. I'm sad. <laughs> what? It's like, I'm out. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. So silly. And what's your other one, boo? Actually, nope. I, I it was already said. It was it was uh, Louise and her, you know, mental breakdown about Keanu and her petulant childness. I, I, I was pretty much over it from the second she stopped sleeping and started tossing and turning in her bed just in time for her daughter to wake up. Oh, poor child, can't take care of a baby. Oh, fuck off. So, um. My first, what the hell is Lee's leave? Like, you know, many of you guys know, I do not pay attention to the soap press. I don't read spoilers because I just like to watch the show and I don't like any spoilers. So I thought that Lee was going to be on long term. So when, you know, his mama was, you know, getting drunk as a skunk up here, shooting Keanu's and then messing up her marriage to Mick, who I'm assuming EastEnders is going to have Mick thinking that Linda and Martin are sleeping together at some point, which is going to be annoying. But then, like, in the middle of all the drama, Lee's out. And, like, the goodbye scene is just, like, Mick being like, you going to say bye to your son before he leaves? And I was like, leave? He just got, th- he, he's leaving already. But what about the tension between his mom and dad? He ain't gonna help us. Like, what? He's gonna, what? So I just didn't understand. I'm like, why? Why would y'all bring him back for that short time just to have him leave? And everything's still a mess. Like, and that was for Christmas. I was like, yeah, his, his exit was so unimpactful that until yeah. you were talking about it right now, I completely forgot that it even happened. I'm saying, because <laughs> I loved Lee when he was on before, so I was really excited about the fact that he was coming back, you know. I think EastEnders did a very good job when they cast a family, and I'm sad that, you know, the guy that played the first Johnny gone, and then Nancy gone, and then Lee, and then Lee left, so I was like, oh, finally we get to see Lee back, and, you know, 
maybe we can get the family unity thing back together, and then no, he's gone. So it's like, okay, I guess, bye. <laughs> like, that was how I felt. All right, bye then. <laughs> yeah. So, that annoyed me. Just, how y'all feeling about this weirdness between Mick and Linda, and Linda being tied up in the Keanu stuff, and feeling guilty, and drinking, drinking? How y'all feeling about how all that's playing out? I, I have uh, I have stuff to talk about that later, okay. so I'm just going to leave that be. <laughs> okay. What about you, Miss Evan? Yeah, um, I'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I tried. All right, well then I will go to my next what the hell then, which is the already EastEnders is working on the demise of Daniel. Like, Cheat and Daniel just got back together for Christmas. They try to go on their first or their second damn date. Gene is all elated. Gene is all happy. They're planning to go to this Ritz Hotel or wherever and go have a nice little fancy tea. And Daniel can't take two steps without needing a ventilator. Like, wait, can we get two, three, four weeks of happiness before already, like, trying to get Jean to cry and win another British Soap Award because she's devastated over Daniel's death. I've long said that these soaps focus too much on the tragic and not enough on the happiness. They gave us happiness by giving us a Jean and Daniel reunion for Christmas and already, like a week after, they're making Daniel look like he's going to die. Like, yeah. then they shouldn't have um, even done the fake funeral stuff. They should have just let Gene and Daniel be happy for all these months and then have the tragedy happen for Christmas. This is all a waste. Like, why are they doing this? <laughs> I want Daniel to find, I want them to find a miracle cure for him. Yeah. That, that's. We have said the same thing on this show, but instead <laughs> we get. No, I don't think I'm going to do the wrist today because I'm too sick. It's like... <laughs> yeah, they why? need to find a miracle cure. They need to save him and, you know, I'll I'll accept anything. It could be like some drug I've never heard of and I'll be like, that's fine, that's great. Yeah. I don't think libidazone is going to help this one. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I think he's... I'm th- uh, yeah, I think he's pretty close to, you know... And, and that's sad, but... Yeah. yeah. It's a mess. I agree. Yes. And I will throw just an additional quick what the hell uh, in here. And that is how the EastEnders is using the Panasars uh, and the relationship between um, Ikra and her new girlfriend, who is kind of beefing with her brothers, to bring up tension between India and Pakistan, right? Yep. Because you've already got the groundwork that apparently mom had issue with her daughter being lesbian, and that was a rift in the family. And so that's part of the reason why, uh, you know, I can't remember, what's the lady's name who is the female uh, Panasar? Do you remember? Ash. Ash? Ash. So that's why Ash was separate from her family, number one, right? So she's separate, living her own life. Mama is supposedly dying of I, some illness, and so yeah, she wants sir. to bring the family back together. So I did think it was slick, kind of how Ikra and uh, 
one of the little Panasar brothers worked together. Benny. Benny. Benny to get them to go together to that little dinner, which was great. And then here comes the eldest brother showing his ass because he couldn't just leave it alone. They were having a nice little dinner. They had a little bit of tension, but was working it out. And then it was, where are you from? And then at the end of the thing, he's like, it's it's not bad enough that you're a lesbian. You got the nerve to be with this damn Pakistani. I was just like, y'all. Yeah, I don't like the oldest brother at all. I like the other two. I like Vinny. I like Jax, but I don't like the older brother at all. I'm going to tell you. And I can never remember. I can remember the other two just fine, but the older one is just a forgettable asshole. So I yeah, that's why I keep calling him the older one because I don't know what his name is. That's Kirat. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. It's K-H-E-E-R-A-T. I actually do like him because he's tough. Because his first scenes was kicking Ben's ass, which I that's love. True. And I think that's fantastic. And I think he's going to be a strong threat when it comes to going up against Phil as well. He ain't going to take no shit. But I think the, <laughs> Maybe, uh, the, the fact that they're so, adding... I, like Ikra and uh, who was her face there? Uh, her sister Habiba started either, and then they grew on me. So you never know; he might, you know. And I think you know you and I were different on that issue. I thought Ikra and Habiba were great from the jump. Like I, I thought they were fantastic, and I also thought the same thing about uh, all of the Panasar brothers as well. And I liked Ash as well. So I appreciate that. They're starting off with strong minority characters in all of these people, but already fucking them up and mess, filling them with flaws. Because I like He-Rap, but he's racist as hell. So, and I think that's important, right? And that's not something that really gets explored a lot on soap. So, I didn't think they were going to go there. I was like, I know he ain't going to open up his mouth to say that. And I was like, and then he said it. So, mm. I think it's going to be interesting to see how they work all that out. And I know... From the episodes that I've seen, I haven't seen her yet, but I know Mama is coming. So I think yep. her introduction is going to be a hot mess, <laughs> and we're going to oh, see yeah. some, some. We're going to see some fire uh, with regards to those families, and I, I kind of can't wait to see the messiness <laughs> of all that. Yes. So, Miss Heather, let's jump back to you. Let's go to the scenes of the week. What were your favorite? Uh, give us the first of your scenes of the week for EastEnders. Um. Well, we already talked about Gene and Daniel, but I really liked their Christmas Day reunion. They're like one of my favorite couples on the show. 100%. We're with you on that. Yep. And like I said, I want him to find a miracle cure because I just I just don't want him to die. I just don't. Yes, he's like grown man Daria. Yes! <laughs> oh my god, yes! <laughs> it is fantastic. Like, he keeps it real. I love it. Does, does that mean... Uh, <laughs> the name Jane? Jane is... Jane is... Uh, uh, Jean is Trent. Jean is Trent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> But you know, I like it, man, because, you know, let's think about life. In life, we spend so much time being nice to this person, nice to that person, watching our words here, watching our words there. Daniel just tell shit how it is, you know? And I love that. And I like that Gene is attracted to that. And I like how their relationship is showing that, you know what? You can keep it real. You can be an asshole with your partner, like, you know, telling them the real of things. But there's still a lot of love that's in that. And I think the way 
uh, Daniel has worked so hard to build Gene up, even when she didn't know that's what he was doing. Like, I just think it's awesome. And I love their impact on each other, and I'm not looking forward to Jane not, not, uh, to Gene not having that anymore. I know. Like, I'm dreading it. Yep. Totally I am dreading that day where they wake up, and, well, she wakes up, and he doesn't. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it's not going to be a cool day. Because if this was a U.S. soap, I know they'd find him a miracle cure at the 11th hour, but... This is a UK soap, so he's going to end up dead. I mean, baby and I'm girl, just not ready. I'm still looking for Kristen or Stefano Demira De to send somebody to East Enders to inject Paul's dead body so he could be revived <laughs> from them homophobes that killed him how many years ago? So, <laughs> no, we watch UK stories. Now, yeah, we watch UK stories. We can't get away with all that mess. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes. What's your other scene of the week for East Enders? Um, I don't know if I'd really say it's a scene, just like the story in general about Mick and Linda. Uh, the main focus seems to be on Linda and her alcohol alcoholism, excuse me, I'm like slurring, her alcoholism, but I like the little moments where Mick, where you could see his anxiety, the panic, it's getting the best of him, and he just can't handle it. He just cannot handle what's happening with her at all. I mean, he had a straight-up panic attack, and, you know, Lee and, you know, Shirley had to calm him down during the holidays, you know? Exactly, and, and you know, I like that. I like that, you know, they're showing how this is affecting him and how, you know, this is a man, and he has problems with anxiety, and he has panic attacks, and, you know, Linda is just spiraling out of control, and it, he just, he loves her so much, but he doesn't know what to do, and there's, you know, he's just... He feels helpless and useless, and she's so mean when she's drunk. Yes, Linda opened up her mouth to tell that man he was trash for not killing his brother after she was raped by that bastard. Like, I was like, he, she said, what? I'm like, take her straight to rehab. She drinks water. <laughs> that is Exactly. Because, you know? yeah, she up here. Breaking up with uh with Sharon <laughs> while she drunk, talking crazy to her husband, shooting pianos in the street. She doing too much, you know. Yeah, those and, two actors. I can't say enough good things about those two actors. Yep. They're doing such good work right now with this storyline. Yep. They're gonna get their awards again this year. I, I think. I mean, look, they keep winning British Soap Awards for a reason. <laughs> they are they are boss. So this was an interesting thing to do to them. And um, yeah, I don't know where it's gonna go, but. I'm a little worried it may get worse before it gets better. <laughs> it's, it's getting worse. It keeps getting worse. Yeah. yeah. But excellent picks on both sides. Yes. All right, Miss Lenz, you hit us next. What did EastEnders do to make you, or what scenes of the week did you have for EastEnders? Let's talk about Shirley. Just on principle, okay? Shirley told Jean to have sex with Daniel. Shirley said, I'm going to watch every move you do from here until kingdom come to Linda. Not that she's doing a great job, but still, she's doing what she can. She looked mixed in the face, or making the face, started crying. You never see Shirley cry on purpose. And, you know, say, I'm here to help you in any way that I can. I'll take extra shifts. I'll help you go through whatever you need to do. This woman has been everywhere, 
helping everyone, and she still can't help herself. And she's doing such a good job trying to help everybody and show her range of who she can help all at the same time. And somehow it's, you know, grounding her a bit. And it kind of makes me happy that, you know, they're giving Shirley more to do other than sit at Phil's table and talk to him. So Yeah, Shirley's been kind of floundering a bit ever since Dom Treadwell Collins lost, uh, left because he realized how good that woman was and brought us the kick-ass Carter family to surround her and lift and support her. And I think that's awesome. But ever since he's been off the show, they haven't been doing a whole lot with the Carters and Linda specifically and uh, Shirley specifically. That was good. So yeah, I'm here for her being involved in all these stories because you know, that's my girl from Beautiful Thing. She has been a long-term draw for that show to me. When I saw she was on it, I knew EastEnders was somewhere I was going to hang for a while. Anytime she has opportunities to get story, she needs to get it because she's going to kick ass at it. Totally agree. All right. My second one is Honey is finally admitting to Billy that she has an eating disorder because her Janet didn't want to eat. Because she wanted to be like her mom. I, Those I, I were good scenes. Cried, man. Those I were good see- scenes. I seriously started crying. I spent, I was just like, I am so happy she finally admitted that she had a problem. But I was mad that it took her Down syndrome daughter thing. She wanted to be like her to admit it. Because, you know, it's not cool seeing someone look up to you and then it's just like, oh my gosh, what am I doing to myself? What am I doing to my daughter? I, I was just like, dude, I'm so happy you realize what's going on and what you have to do to fix it. And she's going on her merry way to do so, and I'm happy. So. Love it. It reminds me of uh, Emmerdale's story with Priya, mm-hmm. where she was dealing with her disorder while pregnant. Um, oh, yeah. And it is sad that it takes, you know, you having to think about your influence on another life uh, to get you on the right path. And for some people, that's not enough anyway, you know, because it's an illness, you know. Um, it's not mm-hmm. always as easy as just making the decision. I'm going to eat. Uh, it's much more complicated than that. But, yeah. Emmerdale back then and EastEnders right now is doing an excellent job in the way they've kind of paced the story on out. So, yeah. Agree on yeah. that one as well. Yes, yes, yes. And I really liked um, Billy, how he wanted to help Honey, but they showed that he really just didn't understand. And he was like, why are you doing this to yourself? And, you know, like you could see that he was frustrated because he just did not understand mm-hmm. That this, you know, that this is not Honey's choice. This is an illness. This is something that is out of her control. And it's interesting to see. It was interesting to see that point of view because we usually don't get that point of view in these types of stories. Exactly. Yes, totally agree with that. So my uh, scenes were just about... Um, the exit of Keanu. Um, I, I was just happy. I just picked a singular scene a week. I was just happy that he got a proper goodbye uh, with his mom um, because, you know, 
Karen's rage at thinking her son was murdered by Phil, who was just smirking about the town. Like, I felt that. So I was happy that she got to get, you know, a bittersweet end uh, with her son. Um, and I think it's interesting how this experience has bonded Martin and Karen, and I have a feeling that may be something that um, we'll see more of down the line, but time will tell on that one. Yeah, but uh, let's switch it up and get into uh, Emmerdale. Uh, Miss Lenz, I'm going to have you start us off on uh, this one. Uh, tell us one of your what the hell's from Emmerdale. <laughs> I think we spent the first half hour talking about it. Uh, <laughs> I truly hated the entire Groundhog Day thing, that, that, but particularly one episode. There was no reason whatsoever to have Jay included in the whodunit. All he did was run Jay off the road and save him from event er, essentially hurting himself. He did nothing else. He was just mad because he was going through withdrawals, and it was Graham's fault that he was. So there was no reason for that to be there. Any thoughts? I say to the person who watched it twice. (laughs) Everybody knows how I feel about my namesake on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, God. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll just say it now because it's one of my what the hells as well. Coked out Jay is just not good. Like when the story was done the first time, it was trash because the actor that plays Jay just gets to be the worst version of himself. And that version of himself is already trash. Like Jay on a good day is trash coked out, lying about your addiction, uh, putting children in harm's way, you know, potentially having a child in the car with you when you're coked out, putting people's lives in danger, driving while you're coked out, snorting coke in the bathroom while your son is outside the room. Like, it's just not good. So I don't understand where they're going with this. I was jumping around and watching. It appears to me that it's still, the secret is still out there that uh, Jay's son is being bullied by Laurel's son. So I'm, I expect that that revelation has not happened yet, right? No. Okay. No. So him finding that out isn't going to be good either. So it just, it just, every direction the story with Jay could go in feels like it's going to be annoying. So I'm not here for any of it. <laughs> like, I just want it gone. And I'm gone. So I guess this is uh, not the right time for me to say that I like Jay and Laurel. No, actually, actually, we are in agreement on that. <laughs> like, that's like the thing. Jay and Laurel. Yeah, we hate Jay, but we like yeah. Jay and Laurel together <laughs> as a couple. By himself. Because this is the thing. We like Laurel, and when Laurel went her through her addiction storyline, it was good. We mm-hmm. don't like Jay because Jay's always been a trash-ass character who was very hypocritical. He's, you know, uh, I'm a great business man everyone else cannot be as good as me and then he's snorting coke on his desk while his workers are right in the next room like it's ridiculous but jay and laurel actually surprisingly work so another annoying part of the jay storyline is his addiction 
And well, not I'm being all- honest about that addiction is fucking up the good in his life, which is what his relationship with Laurel. I don't want to see them fighting over drugs. I want to see them fighting over their sons, uh, you know, Laurel's son abusing Jay's son. And I want to see how they're going to get through that. So I'm just like this twist Emmerdale is throwing in there with Jay and the coke. I'm just like, nah, I'm not here for it. <laughs> yeah, I think they had a they gave Jay and Laurel enough with the conflict with Arthur and Archie. The drug relapse is just totally not necessary, in my opinion. Yes, hundred percent agree. Yes, and do lift us up and tell us some stuff you like about Jay and Laurel now, because we'll be with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, we, we we enjoy them a lot. They are one of those couples, like like uh. Rona and Graham uh, were. Yes. Because uh, I hate Rona by herself, and I hate Graham by himself, but those two together were just absolutely beautiful together, and I grew to like how, how they canceled each other's stupidness out. So, <laughs> yeah. y- you know, everybody has that weird couple. What, yeah. What did you like about Jay and uh, what do you like about Jay and Laurel? I just like. I mean, it it's a, it started as like a sweet office like romance, and it you know after Laurel with Bob and that was just horrendous. Oh yeah, let's not talk about that. Um, let's forget that existed. <laughs> I mean, that was just like I'm like that was just horrible. But um, yeah, I I just think they're just cute. They're just like a cute, sweet, light romance. For two characters that are usually generated in such heavy storylines, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, they've both been in some pretty fucked up storylines. Right, that's what I'm saying. Their storylines are usually so heavy, and then they have this sweet, like, light-hearted romance. I I don't know. I just like them together. I feel that. And I never expected it. Like, I never would have thought about Laurel and and Jay together as a couple, but it works. And I think a large reason that it works is because the actress who plays Laurel is so good. And I she feel is. Like, I feel like her light kind of helps Jay to kind of calm down some. So, um, and I think that tension between them, because Jay's personality and Laurel's personality are they clash, but they clash so hard. <laughs> but the, the but but the blending of them as a couple, it's very intriguing to watch, and they really work well, as a couple together. Well, well, he's always like a ten because he's always like so, you know. Well, you know how Jay yep. is. He's just. And Laurel, like, calms him down and they, it brings him down to, like, a six. Yes. And it's such a good combination. So, yes. Totally agree. Love Jay and Laurel, but, whew, yeah, they need to. He need him and Linda. Him, Jay Sharma and Linda Carter need to be in rehab together. Because <laughs> <laughs> they would too much. That would, that would imagine be, that. Oh, that Lord. would be great. <laughs> Jay, Jay would be the man she met in the hotel room. <laughs> They would chase everybody out of the rehab. <laughs> get out of my rehab. <laughs> did I get two what the hell's from your baby no. or did I just ask for my, one? My, my second one is the continuous downward spiral of Marlon Dingle. I loved, like, over Christmas, they said they were moving to France, and he was like, fuck no, I'm not letting you move my child to France, blah, 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 you know. And they're like, okay, that's fine. And then throughout a, you know, 
ten day period, they're like, oh, we're not going to tell him yet, but we're going to move to France anyway. And he says every time he sees Graham, he just feels lower and lower. He won't hang out with Patty and do stuff with Patty. And he, and he freaks out at everything and he snaps at people. And I'm just like, this is not the Marlin I like. But at the same time, you can understand where he's going because he thinks it was Graham's idea to go to France when technically it was. So he has his reasons to go in the download, downward spiral because of it. So when uh, Rona comes to his house and says, guess what, we're moving to France, he's like, fuck no. <laughs> he's like, get out of my house, I don't want to see you. And I'm just like, oh shit, shit's going to go down. Which was why I initially thought that it was him who was going to kill him. And I really wanted it to be. But <coughs> I was just like, just seeing his face when he came face to face with Pierce was just like fuck <laughs> I was just like dude yeah. he's, he's gonna be in such a flippin state and he doesn't even know what to do with himself right now so I kind of want to see where that goes and, and see how he is after he you know knows exactly who did it yeah. and what can essentially either go right or wrong with that story since he knows and nobody else does. Yeah, Marlon is often called comic relief. So when he gets the opportunity to stretch to uh, anger, and, you know, for, for the most part in recent years, we've seen his righteous anger at the way, at some of the decisions Rona has made when it came to uh, his son or him being cheated on, you know, by Rona with uh, his best friend being the other party in that situation. It just shows the range that that actor has. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's always interesting when he steps outside that zone and lets you know, uh, Graham, I will pop you upside the mouth. Uh, Heffa, you ain't about to take my child nowhere. Oh, you just thought you was going to leave town and not tell nobody. You got another thing coming. Yeah, that, that's a good look for, uh, for him. I, I, I really like him when he goes on the defensive. I, I much rather would see him on the defensive sometimes than see him, you know, happy and joyous all the time, but which like, is why I actually liked him in the first place. No one, wants their f- no one wants their favorite character to be a punk, right? Like, yeah, no and one, he's not a punk. Right. He's just this. Right. Aaron is a punk. Because it's like, I feel like David on Coronation Street is the best example. Every time there's a villain that's pitted against David on Coronation Street, even though David is the anti-hero of the show, in recent years, oh, yeah. that He's show has been... He's the Deadpool of the show. He's the Deadpool yeah. of the show. <laughs> but unfortunately, that show has been committed to making him lose every battle. So, I mean, it's like, it's trash. So, yeah, I feel you on that one. Yes. Uh-huh. How you feel about Marlon, Heather? You like uh, Marlon or not too much? Marlon is my second favorite dingle. I love it. Awesome. Who's number one? Kane? Charity. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm feeling it. I can get with that. She's my third. I'm the the queen of the Kane dingle fan club. Yep. So, gonna go there. And you know know I'm right next to you, baby girl. (laughs) But yeah, Charity, they have... uh, they have shifted her character in recent years, so she was annoying a few years ago, but she's cool now. I'm, I'm feeling Yeah, I, I, Charity, I, I, Marlon. I wouldn't have 
particularly minded seeing pushing him off the bridge either. Mm. But, and Heather, what were you saying? You said Charity Marlon. And then Chaz. Yes, 100%. Yeah. That show casted all those actors excellently, and they yes. play well together. No matter the storyline, they always bring it. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, actually, I like most of the Diggles, except for really Debbie. Agreed. Yep, <laughs> I don't miss her. I mean, I mean Agreed. stop getting annoying a little bit. She's still a little bit annoying, yes. but she's not to the point where she was a few years ago where I just wanted to crack her head against the rock. Because, again, like Louise on EastEnders, she was always the petulant child, and now she's grown up some, so Belle is more tolerable. Yes. I, I, I kind of want her with uh, 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 Tate. Jam- yep. Jamie. Jamie. Yep. Jamie. Belle, for it. especially since new Ellis isn't as attractive as old Ellis. Uh, he's, he's fine, but yeah, I don't think they should recast, but yeah. So the Dingles will keep Emmerdale afloat for some time, and I'm happy about it, yes. Yep. All right, let's switch over to you, Miss Heather. What is one of your, what is your first what's the hell for the Emmerdale? <laughs> Um, well, I just was talking about how I can't stand Debbie, and her daughter, I feel the same way about her daughter. Yep. Um, yep. Sarah is absolutely horrible. I understand that, you know, she was a sick kid, and she has all these health conditions and everything, but now she is as petulant and whiny and obnoxious as her mother. And I can't stand this storyline with her and that kid, Danny, who I also don't like. Agreed. And I really... And what my poor Noah ended up in the hospital and could have died because of them. And I, I just, I want that storyline to end. I just don't like Sarah. I don't like that kid Danny. And I think it's stupid. Well, from what I gather, he got arrested and might be going to jail for a little bit. So he won't have to deal with him anymore. At I least I could have spoken every single word that you say. I agree 100%. I'm still mad at the fact that the little uh, actress who used to play uh, Sarah was recast. Because I don't know why soaps do this. They have these talented little young actors. Yes, they're young. Yes, they got to go to school. Yeah, you got to make some excuse and story for why they're going for a little bit. But they're great. Don't fucking sore ass every goddamn kid. This new baby that plays her, it's fine, but they're like trying to do teenagery stuff with her, and the connection's yes. gone. Like when she calls Kane grumpy, that doesn't hit anymore. Like, girl, you weren't in the role. What you doing? <laughs> like, no, don't do that. That ain't you. You know. Yeah, I mean, and, and she's like a good little actress and everything, yes. but the material that they're giving the character is absolutely horrendous. Like, exactly. what are they trying to do with her? And honestly, I, listen, I'm very biased. When I like an actor in a role, I don't want to hear anything about a goddamn recast. So, Ellis, I really like the guy who played Ellis before. Well, he's the, a dude, and he assaulted Warren. That doesn't count for me. <laughs> understood. Don't care. They have a recast of the role now. I'm, I'm not over it. I'm still mad at the Young and the Restless for recasting Phyllis Newman in 1997. Do you hear me? I hold yeah, grudges. I okay? remember that. That was terrible. And, but I'm now saying. the real Phil. But now Michelle Stafford is back, and they got rid of Gina Tognoni. So you got your Phyllis yeah. back. Yes, but this is not the first time. Because see, it was Sandra Nelson in the 90s. Then they yeah, did that Gina. Was bad. I'm just like, what are y'all doing? So, but I'm just saying that to say, soap fans have long memories and hold long grudges. So me, when yeah. I see this little girl, Sarah, 
She is not my Sarah. Like all those people say, that's not my Christian. She is not my Sarah. <laughs> my Sarah has left the show. The only soap that has done like a kid age that works for me is Days of Our Lives with Sierra. I love that little OG Sierra. Yeah, they she aged for the first so. time and I was like, no ma'am. Now we got new Sierra. I'm like, okay, I'm back. <laughs> like, yeah, I really I like that. her and I like how she looks like she could be the child of Ball and Hope. Hope. Yes, exactly. But that's a tricky thing so I think soaps need to be more careful about that but yeah I hate the Sarah I hate the Danny every time they're on my screen most of the time I'm fast forward and I don't care yep. what happens she's just yep. coming off as selfish Noah is yep. in the hospital and she's just wondering if he's gonna blab about her role in his drug stuff like like I Noah. was just like when she was in that hospital room with him and she was like eh, and he was like you don't even really care and I was like you right. tell her because she doesn't care right. all she cares about is herself exactly and Noah's been the same Noah on the show the whole damn time. He was a little teeny yeah. thing when we started watching. Now he getting taller than everybody else. So that's the king. So if it's Noah versus Sarah, one gotta go. Sarah gotta go. <laughs> I can't. I love. I love him. I was like, like with their mom in Scotland. Agreed. And Eric. I wanted her to go with her mother to Scotland so bad. And when they said she was staying, I was like, why? Exactly. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and with Aaron heading in that direction, too. I'm like, hallelujah. <laughs> totally agree. What's your other what the hell? Um, Myra, Nate. First of all, why is he still around? Mm. Why Why because are they trying to make him? mother's in town. That's why. <laughs> I like his mother, but I don't know why they're trying to make him a thing. And Myra is just completely unrecognizable. And I thought, like, when she had Isaac, I thought they were going to have her have um, postpartum depression. I thought that's where this was headed. But they're not explaining Myra's actions. They're just having her walking around crying. And, you know, either... She is Linda. She's either crying or she's yelling. Or she's drinking. Or she's drinking, like... I don't even recognize Myra anymore. I'm like, this is not... Like, the writing for Myra has been horrible. She's unrecognizable. She's trash. And I just... I just... And Nate, I don't understand why he's still a thing. Yes. We ranted on this show about how idiotic it was for Nate to be the surprise son of Kane Because the drama was going to be... Kane and Myra, who we love on this show as a couple, working on rebuilding after this infidelity. I hoped it was going to go to like a little murder thing and maybe they're going to, you know, conspire to protect each other for killing this trash dude who came into their life and messed up their marriage. But no, we're doing that. Now that's Kane's son, so we got to deal with his ass forever. But I feel like the this shift with Myra where, you know, she's already got dead overdose daughter son who's moved out the house leaving her on her own Kane acting like an ass because of uh, you know her adultery which is justifiable but he didn't have some say the shit to her as well and trying to keep her away from her child her doing all this drinking what is all this for they trying to get girlfriend her British up award in May <laughs> so just yep. like with Linda they are trying to break her down you know they do this with all these female characters on soaps they break them down give them those moments that can have them crying raging this that and the other for their reels and so eventually they rise on up but it is a lot and it is fast I think the best part of Myra's 
little spiral to be is when she used that pesticide to fuck up <laughs> the farm and didn't care. And they were like, you poisoned the, the field and everything? She was like, maybe. And you don't <laughs> care? Nope. <laughs> I said, that's right, Myra. Poison that shit. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, it's a mess. I'll allow it because I know they're just trying to get her her British Soap Award, but I would like it to be over sooner rather than later because I don't need this shit going on like for a whole year. You know, and when I when I it makes me mad because when I first was you know started watching Emmerdale in full episodes, mm-hmm. she was one of the characters I really liked, yes. and she's just been on a downward spiral, and I'm like, it's just awful, and I feel bad for the actresses playing her because the material is just not good i disagree that the material is not good i think it it is good and it makes sense she cheated on her husband who was she felt was neglecting her then surprise the person she picked to cheat with is his son and is he getting most of the hell no she's getting it because she's grown she's the adult she's the one who was married it's right. a fucked up situation. It's not a good situation at all. I don't want to see Myra in that situation, but I appreciate that she is doing her damn thing, acting her way out of it's the best that she can, you know. But again, I don't need it to last forever because, like, I don't want to see characters I like in the gutter forever. I want them, okay, you're in the gutter, fine, let's rise. I, I need them to work on rising because yeah. yeah, if they just going to keep her trash and not caring and hateful that's gonna get old quick <laughs> you know it's already old to us at a certain point <laughs> and i just really need nate to be gone i just can't with him yep sooner the better yes did you have any other what the hills for the emerald yeah why are they trying to make wendy a thing Oh, God, mm. that's another. Why one. is she, yes? Why is she living in the village? Yes. Why? Why are we supposed to feel bad for her? Why are we supposed to care about her? It looks like they're going to put her with Bob, but who cares? Like, uh, why is she still I, I, here? I'm pretty why sure. Is she, I'm pretty sure I ranted about this for about ten minutes last time. Like, honestly, it's not. The simple fact of, I think I was talking with Shane about this last show. It's not the simple fact of, you know, the fact that this woman's son raped uh, another woman and she is refusing to accept that rape. Like, granted, a mother is not going to want to jump to the conclusion that their child as a rapist is a rapist. It's what is she, what life decisions does she make? She moves into the town next door to the woman her son raped. She repeatedly screams in the face of this woman, my son did not rape you. So she's steadily calling her a liar. She's slandering her name all over town. And she works in the town of the woman who her son raped. So I don't give a damn that your child is dead. You are making yourself this omnipresent force in the life of a woman that's trying to recover after a rape. And now she's got to look in the face of the mother who gave life to her rapist. That's unacceptable. So I don't and, understand why Emmerdale's doing that. Go ahead. And that, the part that's making me annoy, really annoyed with this, that Emmerdale is the writing for it. They want you to feel bad for this woman. Yes. 
and I don't. I don't. Agreed. <laughs> They're failing. <laughs> They're failing miserably, but that's like how the writing is. They want you to feel bad for her. Like, oh, she just wants to be with the baby because of her son. Like, no, no, I don't feel bad for you. Yeah. I I will say that I do like um, Luke, though. Agreed. That's his name, right? Luke's the brother? Yes. I, I like Luke. I like that, you know, he's trying to shove in her in his mom's face. He keeps shoving your face in her face and she will pretty much say through your you're not allowed to see baby ever. Right. But I mean look, Luke even moved out of the house with her to make the point that what she was doing was wrong. And she still kept on. She's still in the village. Like, yeah, I don't know why Emmerdale is doing this. I said, you know, last time, if Emmerdale really wanted to make waves and put somebody in the community that would make waves across the whole village, we didn't need Wendy. We already had Maya. Just put Maya in the village with that baby. That would be everything that we needed. We didn't need this contrived mess with Wendy. Yeah, and I really don't need them trying to, like, get me to feel bad for her or care about her. Yeah, it's not going to happen. 100%. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right. So, for me, what the hell did I write down? Where are my notes? Here we go. Okay. Here we go. I already bitched about coked out Jay. So, let's talk about another uh, problem I have. I am so sick of this goddamn outrage that Dawn has when it comes to Harriet and her goddamn daddy. I am sick to death of it. Yep. So what? My dude stole from the church so his woman didn't get her, her church shut down and then his daughter didn't lose a stable home so his grandbaby and his daughter and his woman could be all happy together. He stole from the church, sold some shit, got some money so that the church could get the roof fixed and they wouldn't get shut down. So what? Good for him. That's what Dawn should have been saying. What's Dawn say? You know what? You did all these evil things. I'm done with you. I'm, I'm just, I'm sick of it. This is like the third time she's done this, right? Yeah. She comes to tell mad at Harriet because Harriet got her daddy sent to jail. So then Harriet and daddy hook back up. They go through it, but then they reconcile. Dawn finds out they hook it up and she's like, you're with my dad again. I'm done with you. Like, dude, like your family's together. What are you doing? Why are you, why are you doing this? So she does that for like a couple weeks and she's like, just kidding. You guys are fine. Then now again. Dad says that if he doesn't do what he's got to do, Harriet's job is going to be moved far away. Dawn's going to lose the ability to have a home for her son. And the family unit that he's working to create in Emberdale is going to be destroyed. So what's he do? He goes back to his shady tactics, doing what he got to do. Because that brand new bishop, she ain't about shit. She just like, girl, I'll close you down. (laughs) That thing down and send her to Essex. You know? And he saves the day. He saves the day. And Dawn even helped to convince Harriet not to tell the cops when she found out the real. Because she's like, half of you done destroyed my family once before if you do it again we through so Harriet gets her stuff together recognizes yeah he did kind of save my ass so Harriet's not cool and on board has protected her man everything is great the family is saved life is beautiful but Dawn I'm gonna be done with y'all after like, what are you? Why? Why does Emmerdale keep doing this? Why are they keep going to the same dumb shit? We have seen this story. Dawn got mad. Everything was fine. 
why are we doing it again? This is dumb. This is so stupid. We already saw this. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. It's it's not um, it's really not good. Yeah, it's the Groundhog's Day. Like, and yeah. I think Shane was talking about this yeah. last time about how they keep repeating story. Like, why are they repeating yep. the story from last year? Why yep. are they giving it's... us a week of the same goddamn episode over and over again in different perspectives? What are they doing? This show is better than this. They're not gonna get my award for best soap if they keep doing this shit oh, for the next hell six no. months. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> not. No, that after a week of the same damn episode. Come on now. What? <laughs> It's trash. Yeah, yeah trash. It, it's it, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Did you guys notice that in the story of Dawn and Herod, or was that just a blip to y'all when y'all watched? I kind of didn't care because I still don't like Dawn as a character, but I like her with Billy, so I'll leave it at that. Yep, I hear that. Yes. How you feel about Dawn, Herod, and uh, Will, Miss Heather? I actually like Dawn with Ryan. I thought that was a missed opportunity that they should have went there and the show um, just dropped it. And yes. they were like, had Ryan, oh, I'm not the first like time they did something like that. Yes. You know, you're right. I thought about that, too, when it came to uh, Graham and Ryan uh, being involved in this last week's story. Um, cause you know, you had Dawn who was the one that found Ryan's phone. And I just thought when I was watching all that, they could be together. What are they doing? <laughs> yeah. Like I was really bummed out that they didn't go there. Cause I liked them. I thought they were sweet. I thought they were cute. Agreed. I feel the same way. Yes. So I'll say my last one because it is about Ryan. I just brought that up. The only part of Graham's, uh, little multi-episode multi-day episode that I didn't like I didn't like the way he treated Ryan like, oh hell no that was trash. I cried man I yeah. bawled my eyes out as somebody with a disability pretty much like his I was just like fuck you Graham yeah and it's just like why are you doing this like Ryan is trying to save your ass he's trying to make sure y'all don't go to jail and get caught but okay you're on this timeline so you're going to force him to transfer funds, threaten him, and then leave him in a shack like that? I was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, the goodwill that I have in you, like, you're just fucking erasing. So, yeah, it's lovely that you, like, try to, you know, protect Rona from her rapist and everything, but, as we found out, if your ass wouldn't have been going messing with him, he wouldn't be back in town and you wouldn't be dead right now. So it's like, why? <laughs> it's so stupid. Why? Why, why, why? Yeah. That's my thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't like those scenes either. Yeah. It was trash. It really was. You you shouldn't mess with somebody with a disability like that. That yep. is not cool in the least. Not at all. I, I, mm, if somebody did that to me, my mama would be knocking... My short five-foot mama would be coming over there and kicking your punk ass. Girl, so look, far. I would take my new steel toe boots that I got over here in Texas and I'd be right over there and have your mama back, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like, she's five foot tall, but she's fierce. No, that's right. <laughs> a lesson on a positive note. Uh, Miss Heather, start us off. What did Emmerdale do that you liked the past couple weeks? I'm going to be honest, this was really difficult for me to pick something that I actually like on this show lately. Um, the past two weeks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like um, it really took me like a couple of minutes for me to find one thing that I could say that I liked. 
And that is that I really like Kara, Cora. Is her name Kara or Cora? Kara. I like her. I like her. I like her introduction. I like that she's like, she doesn't take any bullshit. She's just like, I'm here to get my son. I don't want any part of any of you people or this drama. I'm just, I want out. I'm taking my kid and I'm going. And yet he won't go, so she won't leave. Yeah, I know. Well, I already said I can't stand him. But I do like the mother, his mother. And I can see why Kane liked her and was attracted to her. Oh, yeah, she's me very, too. Yeah. And it's the two actors have chemistry. They have chemistry, Kane and um, her. At least I thought. There's a little bit of something there, but... I, I hope she sticks around because there's a pretty good chance he's divorcing Moira. So I would like to see if something did indeed work for them. But Nate can just go away. No, Nate needs to die like tomorrow. <laughs> that won't happen. <laughs> They're beginning to like him now. <laughs> so that part was parts that I missed. So hearing your words has me excited to watched those scenes so that is good to know um i don't have any scenes of the week so miss lens i'm gonna have you close us off uh what uh scenes of the week that you have for emmerdale so as much as as much as i hated the groundhog stuff charity's episode was my favorite <laughs> Charity Dingle walking up to Graham, bitching him out for locking Brian in a shed, having that poor boy crying on her shoulder, basically saying, you pretty much fucked up my wedding day. I'm just like, yep, yep, that's okay. You, you never really figure out what happens with a... a who is her face there, though? She's left at the registry office. She's calling and saying, hey, yes, that's her name. Something happened with Ryan. We have to cancel today. I apologize. You know, she's, she's sitting there trying not to freak out. And then she sees Graham and just walks up to him and just wanted to punch him the fuck out. And the way he treated her gave her all the reason in the world to go out to that flipping bridge and say no regrets, right? And he's yeah. like, no. And I'm just like, if it was them, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> that was an excellent episode. And I will say, I am kind of mad that they let Graham get that upper hand on her when he was just basically talking about, um, you're in my face talking about how I'm not a good influence. Aren't you the prostitute that left, that abandoned your baby? I was like, see, dude, you had to do all that. <laughs> you have, you, like I said, I hate Graham by himself. Whenever he's with Rona, he's okay. But when he's by himself, he's a douche to fucking everyone. And I hate his face. And so listen, in I, I love that about him. I love his douchiness and things like that. But on that episode and in that moment, after what he'd done to uh, her son. After what he did to Ryan. I'm like, homeboy, that ain't winning you no prizes, no. <laughs> but Emmerdale like, had him have and, the last and, word and, in that scene. And I was just like, no, nah, bro. He don't get that. <laughs> I, was, I was just like, Ryan is a very good man crier. And you know that is 
like my weakness to end all weaknesses. If I see a man cry, man, and they're good at it, I will cry along. I left him a text message saying I have been crying for the past hour and a half because there has been at least one man in each episode that had a good cry. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was just like, and his he, his acting in that episode as a whole was just beautiful. It's nice to see somebody with a disability like his to go and act his ass off like that. And if he doesn't win some kind of award for just those scenes alone, I'm I'm gonna be mad. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah, he deserved that award last year too, baby girl. But mm-hmm. he's gotten some I, that he's deserved. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and I did have another one because Jamie Tate, hot as he is, he's an idiot. But when he and Kim Tate work together to get that woman out, I'm all for it. I don't like Andrea. I hate Andrea. She is a flippin' idiot. I don't like her. So when those two are just like, yeah, no, you you two are coming and living with me. You don't have to move to some ugly little cottage out in the middle of nowhere next to the school that you go to. You can stay with me. We'll kick her out. I'm like, good. Out you go. <laughs> and and the whole fight they had in their Groundhog episode, I was just like, yep, okay. And I wouldn't, and knowing that he hit him with the car first before he got wrapped upside the head, I was like, oh, he could have done it. I don't care. But I was just like, yep, I'm okay with all the, I'm okay with Jamie Kim conspiring against or conspiring against Andrea. I think it's great. <laughs> 100%. You know me. Anytime we do not have a son and mother, badass, evil mother, and supposedly good son, as long as that son is not going, how could you, mother? I'm good. Work together with your mom. <laughs> At first, he did that a lot. But now that you know that he's slowly, you know, turning all conniving in his head a little bit. Yes. I, I'm I'm for it. Yes. I'm 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 for him and for his hotness. <laughs> I co-sign that. <laughs> I, I can I can get behind him and Belle if something along that line ever happened, even though it looks like her and Alice are in it for the long haul because it's still at it. No, uh, I think they're gonna put her and Jamie together. I think they're setting I, up like a little triangle. Mm-hmm. I hope they don't do a polygamous a polygamy thing where. It was Hollyoaks a couple times now. But you know, actually, that would be good because you've already got the natural conflict between Al and Kim. So then you've got Al's son versus Kim's son, and then they're going to be And they're both sleeping with a bagel. Yeah. (laughs) That is going to be something else. It could be interesting to see where that goes if they do do something like that because it's clear that Jamie and Alice kind of have a little friendship going between themselves. Or else he wouldn't have, or, or else Jamie wouldn't have given the insight to get the rabbit Daenerys mother of dragons to. <laughs> she literally named that poor rabbit Daenerys mother of dragons. But, 
I would I would love to see if that went anywhere or if they're gonna do the fighting animosity thing like they do with every love triangle on Emmerdale. <laughs> All right. So with that, I will say that I'm at Brother Soap. I'm at Lindsay Amanda. I'm at HLN310. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, just come back because y'all know I ain't done quotes in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.